On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're previewing tomorrow night's game against the Edmonton Oilers, as well as talking some lines, all that and more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. On this episode of Lockdown Lightning, we're previewing tomorrow night's game against the Edmonton Oilers as Connor McDavid and co. come to town for their first meeting of the year against Tampa. We also talk about the line combination. Should John Cooper move things around? We talk about that. And that's where we'll start. Uh, so John Cooper, you know, jumping right into it, John Cooper has had to make some interesting decisions, put some guys in situations that they haven't been before uh, early on in the season due to injuries um, and guys missing the the start of the season. And, and speaking of line combos, uh, it looks like, and to start off the base and, and start off start off the bat, the the two players obviously that are that have missed the first couple weeks of the season have been Anthony Sorelli and Zach Bogosian, uh, opening up the door for for players such as Cole Kiepke and Nick Perbix. Uh, and we'll start there. So looking at that right now, as of the recording of this podcast. It was recorded by it was reported by Chris Kren uh, that it looks like Bogo Zach Bogosian will be a game time decision for tomorrow night's game. And if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with not rushing him back solely based off the fact that Bogosian isn't exactly a spring chicken anymore. And I would not be worried if you have other players slide in to his position in the beginning of the season. Uh, if you have Hayden Flurry play in there a little bit more, or if you have, um, yeah, Hayden Flurry, uh, I think Hayden Flurry would be the option there. Um, just because I, the lightning getting by with Hayden Flurry and, and Nick Pervix and their defensive core throughout the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, it's it's been good. It hasn't been great. Obviously, the, the Lightning are still working on some things, but it's resulted in 15 points through 12 games, and them uh, being tied for the fourth spot in the Atlantic Division. Which you know, like I said, uh, whether it was the last episode or or the episode prior, I think that all things considered, I think Tampa uh, are in a good spot to to start the season. Uh, I came. Uh, into this season discussing how, you know, maybe the expectations were a little bit higher than what Tampa was capable of going into the season. Obviously, everybody, after going to the Stanley Cup final, you know, you always kind of expect your team to go right back, at, right back there, barring some catastrophic shift in personnel. And for the most part, Tampa has, has had the same group of guys uh, on the team heading into this year, uh, give or take a couple of players minus out. Uh, but for the most part, 
I, I think that what we're looking at with this team and, and what John Cooper has done with the Lions, um, I think he's made the, the moves that are available to him. I think uh, the players, what you're getting from them now is right now is really what was expected. Kutroff is hot, six goal, uh, goals in six consecutive games. Stamkos gets off to a great start as well this year. Braden Point looks like he's starting to pick things up. Uh, Nick Paul is – Scored a goal the other night. You know, we're, I'm not expecting him to go crazy like we saw last season, uh, but I think 85 points out of him would be a pretty solid year for him. Uh, Alex Kalorn, you know, kind of just moving silent, just doing little things, not lighting up the stat sheet in terms of goals. I think we all kind of can agree that that's what we kind of figured from Kalorn. Um, I don't really think it'll, it'll help his trade stock because I, I really firmly believe that after this year, Kalorn is gone. His Obviously, this is his last year of his contract, and, and I don't think Tampa is going to be too keen on re-signing him to a high-level deal. Uh, definitely not $4.5 million AAV, but looking at the rest of this team, uh, Nemestikov, you know, I think he's still trying to settle in. We see him doing some really good things off the puck. Uh, creating room for himself and space on the ice, which you know, really, you could all all, the, all you could ask for uh, out of this team and out of him. Uh, Ross Cole, another player who we kind of saw the same start to him uh, a little bit last year, and then he really started to pick things up as the season progressed. Uh, Ross Colton, I think, is one of those players that I think we could agree on right now is probably going to be a slow starter. Um, we could also probably agree that he does not really he, he probably gets in his head uh early on in the season tries to do too much and that's what really ultimately is his downfall but for the most part for this team i think um you know i think the game plan for cooper and co is that um really just hold down the fort until you get sorelli back i think once he gets sorelli back i think really you're going to start to see this team to become more dimensional uh, I think the face-off percentage is definitely going to be good, uh, or a lot better, actually. Uh, and as I'm talking about it right now, Tampa, surprisingly enough, because there are some nights where they're just absolutely abysmal, uh, they are seventh in the lead, f- f- seventh in the league in face-off win percentage. Uh, and that is, well, actually, let's look it up. I think they're seventh worst, actually. Let's look it up. Yeah, they are seventh worst in the league. So bottom of the league, actually, with 46% uh, in the face-off circle. So definitely not good. So that puts them at, I don't know why the list is so strange on NHL.com. So actually, no, excuse me. That is that is why they, I don't know why the NHL does things like this. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So they are, excuse me, they are, tw- they are 26th overall in the league in, in face-off percentage, which Obviously is not good, but you look at the other teams at the bottom of that list. Colorado, who's a pretty decent face-off percentage team, uh, and then it kind of drops off after that is with a high level of team. So you know what? Maybe once Sorelli gets back, we'll see an uptick in in face-off percentage. I would imagine that he's probably going to be out there for a bulk of them going forward. Um, I would like to see Stamkos, which he has been here and there in the face-off circle. Um taking some face-offs because I, I just feel like, you know, things need to be changed up there. And, and 
you know, so really um, Cooper needs to get a little bit, a um, little bit, you know, creative with his lines and the way he shifts players around. And speaking about that, looking at the third and fourth lines now, I would expect that once Sorelli comes back, he'll be on that second line, which will probably drop Paul to the third line. Uh, and Kiepke will probably be slid out of the rotation with that. Um, as for the third and fourth, really what I would like to see down the road, I spoke about how Ross Colton, you know, he does get off to slow starts, but I would like to see him eventually get slid up to that second line spot just because I feel like he's better than this. He's better than a third line player. And, and we've seen that, especially last year. Uh, so, you know, once you see him get slid up to that second line, uh, you're pro- it's probably a best bet that he's probably producing out there uh, and, and really starting to get things going. Um, but on the other side of that, I would also like to see Corey Perry get moved up to the f- third line. Uh, and then, you know, maybe Nevestikov gets moved down to that fourth, so you even it out. So you kind of have a guy on every line that could have the ability to go out there and score. So, you know, I would not – I don't think – and let me know below in the comments. I mean, I, I think that Nemestikov on the fourth with Belmar and Maroon, I think, you know, he's not as physical as those guys. But if you move him between, you move him on the on the winger, you get a, you allow him to kind of get some more uh, ice out there uh, with these big guys, and you, you add a little bit of smoothness to that salt sandpaper that is the fourth line. Uh, I think that'll benefit everybody, especially Perry, because. You know, we saw it last year. Perry was on the third line at one point, and it really helped him offensively, uh, not having to just overly focus on going out there and playing physical. So, you know, maybe something that's something that John Cooper will think about and play around with um, as Sorelli comes back and really opens things up uh, for this lineup and opens up the door for creativity with players and personnel. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. And Coming up next, we'll be talking about about the upcoming game tomorrow night against one of the best players in the world, in Conor McDavid, alongside, of course, uh, his team, the Edmonton Oilers, who are actually playing tonight against the Washington Capitals. We talk about that in just a bit, but first, I want to talk about this episode sponsor, and that is Simply Safe. Now, if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll just want to listen up right now. Locked on Lightning listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. And you won't want you won't want to miss it. And here's why I love it, because you have 24-7 help. Uh, whenever you know the alarm goes off, uh, you get a call from them and they'll let you know whether or not it's a legit emergency, whether you are home or not. In emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you could get priority police response with the top rated simply safe app stay in complete control of your system anytime anywhere arm or disarm unlock for a guest and access your cameras or adjust system settings don't forget don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system i re- i recommend that's 50 percent off any new simply safe system at, at simplysafe.com slash Locked on NHL. That's the this is the biggest discount of the year. So don't forget, don't wait around any longer. This would be with the with the holidays coming up, this would be the best Christmas gift to get your loved one. So that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL because there is no safe like Simply Safe. So moving on, looking at a 
matchup that I spoke about a month ago uh, when the Lightning were looking very sluggish. Well, not a month ago. I would say a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is a matchup that over the last couple of years, I just, you know, you always like to see how your team stacks up against the rest of the NHL and especially the top teams and, and, and top players in the league. And, and so it's, it's always kind of nice when you have a team with one of the top five players in the league uh, coming to town or you going there. And that's, you know, in this matchup with, and I've spoken about it before, but, you know, whenever a top five player comes to town, uh, you kind of get to see what things are all about. And, and what I'm talking about is um, the matchup of Connor McDavid and co. And really, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know whether or not to be excited or worried for this Lightning team just because it, it's it's just one of those things where it could go very well and you could, you know, your team could play an impressive game uh, and, and really show that they could rise to the occasion against, you know, a, a superstar, one of the all-time greats. And, and Or on the other side of that, it could go immensely bad. And, and the game I was thinking about from last year um, – was was last year's matchup at home right after we had that break. I don't. It was supposed to be the Olympic break, and obviously everything going on, um, and and the players not really wanting to go overseas, uh, with COVID still very being very much real, and and all the guidelines that were going on with the Olympics, uh, they elected to have the junior players go. But uh, this game was just probably if you look back on last season and you're just looking at the regular season as a whole. I think that this was probably one of the more stressful games. Uh, at that point, the Lightning were 33-11-6. And, uh, and this was a game that was supposed to kick off the second part of the NHL season, and it did not disappoint. The Lightning did take this one 5-3 at home. Uh, goals from Connor McDavid, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, uh, and Nikita Kucherov on an empty netter. So you got to see goals from everybody in this. And and Connor McDavid did score twice in this game. And and my worry is I spoke about in the last episode that, you know, Tampa could very well, you know, coming off a, a win such as what they had against Buffalo the other night, that we could have a little bit of a hangover. Um, you know, it's no secret uh, this year and, and in years past that when Tampa has a good few a feel-good win such as this against a team like the Sabres or just in general, and they have a couple of days off, um, they, they come back and, and it's you're just kind of starting from square one. And it's just it's very worrisome with the, with the amount of talent that the two players on Edmonton have um, in Dreisaitl and, and McDavid. One can't help but worry about what could potentially happen because, let's face it, when Tampa plays well, they play well. They look like one of the top five teams in the league. And when they completely lay an egg, it's you. You really just want to cover your eyes. Um, so looking at this, this, uh, this, this Edmonton team, you got McDavid and Drysaddle already, but then you have a little bit of cluster of players where you can kind of see as to why this team has not been really successful over the last couple of years. But I'm just going to throw out some names that Lightning fans should uh, at least keep an eye out for. 
Uh, obviously, you have that top line of Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Pulger RV. Uh, and then you got Kane, Dreisaitl, and Hyman. And then, you know, we've spoken about on this show how the Lightning are very top-heavy. Well, this is, in my opinion, one of probably the uh, biggest top-heavy teams, most lopsided teams in terms of the second line and third line and fourth. Uh, and you got Fogel, McLeod, and Ryan, Shore, Holloway, and Yamamoto. And on paper, just by the forwards, you know, once you get those two lines off the off the off the ice for for Edmonton, I think Tampa should go out there, and that's where really they need to show their merit on the third and fourth lines. I think that this game, and just looking at that list of players on the third and fourth, and you know, this is all projected. We might see some sort of change uh, throughout the game as well, and and prior to the game, but. You know, ideally, looking at the third and fourth line for Edmonton compared to Tampa, I mean, how how can one make the 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 argument that that Tampa does not have a have an advantage? And really, what you know, this all goes back to the talk over the last couple of years and why Tampa has been so successful is that you know your 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 third your your bottom six is what's going to win games for you down the line. And and really, in this game, I I think it's very imperative that that we see uh, production from the third and fourth lines uh, for Tampa Bay. So really I would expect that maybe Cooper uh, will, will try to get his guys going, his third line going pretty early on, as well as, you know, maybe moving Carey up there, uh, excuse me, Corey Perry up there uh, with Kiepke, uh switching him out onto the third line. So he could kind of get some more off, really pure offensive time with Nemestikov and Colton, because really what it comes down to it is that, um, you know, that, that Belmar Maroon line alongside Perry is really out there to kind of just lay down the law, really just do the gritty things. And, and I would expect that, you know, like I said before, you know, I feel like sometimes that kind of wears down a vet such as Perry. And, and really, you know, he could still – he proves he could still score. Uh, so, really, I would expect that, you know, especially with Kiepke, who he's played decent. He's done a good job out there. He's He's been a good, very supporting cast but member. But – we need, you know, when you're playing on the third line like that, you know, I don't care whether it's your first season or, or your 15th, you need to produce. And, you know, he's had some chances here and there, but he hasn't been really what Tampa has needed from him on that third line winger position. So I wouldn't be surprised, especially in a game like this, where there's going to be so many eyes on it. Uh, I would expect that uh, we'll, we'll see some more ice time on the third line for Corey Perry. Now looking at the defensive core, um, Again, you have some sort of you have really a lot of a lot of drop off. You know, you have Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece on the first line, uh, and, and that's really much it. I mean, the other notable name on the third line pairing is Tyson Berry, but I mean, he's on the third line pairing for a reason. Now, obviously, I have not watched the whole ton of Edmonton this year. I am watching them tonight. Like I said in the beginning of the show, they're playing right. They just got things started there. Uh, they're playing the Capitals up in Washington. Uh, so, and that's the other thing you'll be able to get, you know, a, an Edmonton team on the back end of a, of a back-to-back. So, you know, they'll be, they'll be working in Tampa's favor there, but the, really the thing that will concern me, and I think other than your bottom six really coming up big for you in a game such as this against a team such as this, I think the thing that's going to be most important for Tampa and, and the thing that we've really spoken about a lot on this podcast 
against teams like this that that do have that drop off in personnel as you're going down the lines, and and that is that's really that that goes back to discipline, uh, not taking dumb penalties, you know, not, because if you look at this power play, that's for 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 Edmonton, that's where obviously that's their bread and butter. You got Kane, Nugent, Hopkins, McDavid, and Dreisaitl on the first power play unit with Tyson Berry. And then the second is McLeod, Hyman, Pujarvi, Bouchard, and Nurse. So, you know, really, I, I would expect that Edmonton's going to go out there, really try to do their best to, to draw as many penalties as possible, uh, especially out of any of those guys on the fourth line. Uh, you know, especially a guy like Maroon, who we all know he's an agitator at this point in his career, which is great. Um, and, and so, you know, you would expect to see maybe some some rough housing on, on those lines. So really uh, it's going to be very, very, very important that, you know, you limit the chances, the offensive chances uh, for Edmonton in this game, especially on the power play, because, you know, it's one thing to have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl uh, on the ice together on, on five on five, but to have them with a guy down, it's going to make life for the lightning defense. It's going to make life for the lightning decor as well as Vasilevsky very difficult and, you know, he's going to have – Vasilevsky's going to have his hands full anyway trying to stop those two guys. So, really, uh, it's going to be a group effort tomorrow night, though. I, I really think that you're going to need to see production from all four lines as well as, you know, really th- the three lines really going together out there on the decor and really having to go out there and, and play a, a, a disciplined game. And so, you know, I, I really hope they go out there and, and really try to do their best imitation of what happened in the Buffalo game. Because I, like I said on the previous episode when we were recapping that, I thought that was one of the best games this team has played all year. And I truly believe, I truly believe if Tampa could go out there uh, and replicate that, especially against a team like like Edmonton, I think that, you know, uh, Tampa will be setting them up, themselves up for uh, a win tomorrow night at home. So wrapping things up, yeah, I I think that, you know, everything I said, there's really not much more to say about it. Keep McDavid in check. Keep Drysaddle in check. Limit the penalties, and because also this goaltending situation, you got Skinner and Campbell. You got Skinner tonight. Campbell's probably going to be playing tomorrow night, and Lightning fans should be very familiar with Jack Campbell. He was the goaltender in Toronto over the last couple of years. As of now, he's five three and zero with a goals against average of four point two zero and a save percentage save percentage of eight seven four. Um, you got to jump on him early. Uh, even if it's Skinner, which he, he looks like statistically, he's the better goaltender. Um, I still think regardless of who it is in net, you got to jump on this goaltender early. You can't let Edmonton get into a flow of things. You can't let them dictate. Uh, and that's what Tampa did very well. Uh, you know, Buffalo is a good team. Uh, you know, they are starting to kind of maybe cool off just a little bit now at this point in the season. Uh, but, you know, nevertheless, regardless of who it is, you always got to go out there and take control of the game. You always got to grab the bull by the horns because regardless of who it is you're skating against out there on the ice, really what it comes down to is that if you allow them to go out there and, and set the scene and, and really get things moving for them and, and really get a lot of momentum going for themselves, you're going to be in for a long night, especially if you're going to be out there taking bad penalties, playing on your heels, and, and turning over the puck. But it seems as though, like I said, things are starting to turn up for the Lightning over the last couple of games. I thought the first week of the season, uh, first week of the month of November, uh, you had, you had, you know, going two and three. Uh, I think that's a good start. 
I think, you know, really when you look at those those first three games of the month, you had a, a bad win, a good loss, and a very good win. So, you know, that overall, I'm just as happy with these results and the quality of play that was in those games. Um, I, I look at this as if Lightning, the Lightning are 3-0, and uh, in my opinion. So, you know, hopefully, they, like I said, they could duplicate the performance that they had Saturday night. Um against the Buffalo Sabres uh, and, and take that out against Edmonton. And be sure, as you know, you're watching that game, you know, tweet to me, tweet to the show. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to talk about here on the show. Uh, and go ahead and follow us on our social media pages uh, as well. And you can, and if you're watching on YouTube, the information is down below on the ticker. And if you're listening to us on audio platform, we're available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, we're also available on YouTube, so go ahead and, and subscribe to the channel. And give us a thumbs up there and comment below as well. But we are available on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning, as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. You can find me, tweet to me, DM me if you want uh, for just general questions about the Lightning or just mailbags for the show at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. I love hearing from all of you. And like always, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. I don't, I'm not entirely sure when we'll, we'll record the pod. Uh, most likely we'll record it um, post-game. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. We always like to do, I always like to do post-game uh, episodes just to kind of, you know, have that raw feeling of what we just saw. And then eventually on the next episode, we'll, we'll, We'll dissect it just a little bit further. So uh, in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Denker. I'll talk to you in the next one.